Are you having another Manic Monday? Whoa, whoa. No matter your title in the nonprofit world, are you always being asked to do more with less? More with less. Or maybe you're stuck doing the same thing with fewer resources. Fewer resources. Then the team at Agile and Nonprofits, a service of D.H. Leonard Consulting, will help nonprofit professionals just like you. Learn how to embrace an Agile mindset and how to implement the Scrum framework in their team settings to help create twice the impact in half the time. You can learn more and download their free Getting Started with Scrum checklist at agileinnonprofits.com. Because it's always just another Manic Monday. Greetings. I am Kimberly Hazemuga. And I'm Amanda Day. And you are listening to the final episode of Season 5 of the Fundraising Heyday Podcast. The final episode. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, listen, y'all, it is not the final episode ever. Even no, just the season. Wanted, just the season. And you're like, gosh, I, I, I was hoping it was a final episode. Well, you're wrong. We're coming back for Season 6. Yes. And we're going to come back with some new things and some beloved old things and we are just going to be fabulous just like our fabulous listeners so as always we are here to help you make sense of the complex world of grant writing and fundraising whether you work for a nonprofit or a local government or maybe you're a consultant who serves them on fundraising heyday we're going to cover the how-tos we have so many how-tos for you today yes. we are we are wealthy in how-tos but we also always want to make sure that we explore the whys of things. Why are things a certain way, including poking the bear of inequity that is huge and fat from having eaten all the salmon and acorns and blueberries and perhaps unwary campers that roams the world of philanthropy. <laughs> yes. And we've been doing this all year long, every two weeks with the help of experts in the field and our particular brand of entertainment, which could include songs like you just heard. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> cheesy, <laughs> cheesy sound effects and y'all. Um, because learning doesn't have to be boring, y'all. And we're nope. trying to keep it entertaining. So quick word from our sponsor, and then we're getting into today's topic. This podcast is brought to you by our season five sponsor, D.H. Leonard Consulting and Grant Writing Services. Don't let grants stress you out. Their team can help you with grant readiness and training, grant research, grant writing, mock review, as well as providing numerous DIY resources, guides, and templates. Did you know that with every Fundraising Heyday episode, we create a coordinating blog post on their website, dhleonardconsulting.com? Check it out today. Well, hey there, friends. For those of you who have been with us every step of the way this season, thank you so much for coming along for the ride. If you're just tuning in for the first time, welcome. Um, either way, we are so thrilled to have you as part of the Fundraising Heyday community. And this episode, the last of every season, is always a fun-filled <clears throat> one, in my humble opinion. So we're doing a top 10 of 2022 lists. It's kind of a favorite things Oprah style. 
So for those of you who don't remember, at one point, Oprah had a TV show where we, she would have this like big episode where she would like give away her favorite things. Uh-huh. And like one year, wasn't it? Uh, you get a card. You get a card. Well, we're not, to be clear, we're not going to tell you to look under your seat for a surprise and it ain't going to be a key to a car. Although just putting that out there just because we want to be real with you and authentic. Um, but that would be magical. Also, that would be scary. That would mean that we got into your house and put a car key under your, under seat, your seat or in your office. So, so put that in your pipe and smoke it. But anyway, no, if, if you like the things that we are talking about, you'll need to grab hold of them yourselves. Yep. And normally Kimberly and I do the top 10. We each take five items, but mm -hmm. this year we decided to look to our friend group of the, which is the grant pro book club um, and ask all of them to share their favorite kind of tools and hacks and just things that make their lives and their jobs easier when it came to the world of grants. To be clear, the Grant Pro Book Club is not where we read books about the professor. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, let's clear that up. We're not that it's we're, fiction. We're nerds, but we're not that nerdy. Yeah, and um, I just, as an introvert, I will also stand up and speak for the validity and the beauty of having those kinds of regular group interactions. Although in our case, it's done online. It always has been because we live in different time zones, different states. But um. It's wonderful too, the generosity and the, the, the detail of the items they submitted and how seriously they took our request. So yes. shout out to y'all. And um, it worked out. So we do a top 10 list and our book club is 10 people, 10 brilliant people, if I do say so myself. Or maybe it's nine brilliant people and I'm there for comic relief. I'm not sure. <laughs> and you know what? I don't even care. You even are care. brilliant as oh, well, Kimberly. Well, <laughs> let's jump. With that being said, thank you, ma'am. But let's jump on into our list. Number one, and these are also in no particular order, I should no. say, because all of them were super useful. And these are all, they're all women. These are all women who throw it down. They get stuff done. They are very oh, successful yeah. in what they do. And um, I would, whether or not y'all do what we say, that is up to you. And I don't blame we you. Just, but these people... You heed what they say. Oh, we just are. Of course, we have a text thread. And one of these ladies just emailed us. She had a crazy summer where she had three massive federal grants due for one client and just got word that she got all three all awarded. Three these are some smart ladies. This is why we, this is why we're in this grant pro book club. We're hoping it rubs off. Right? I think it's like we're playing tennis. You're like, I, I don't know how to play tennis, but I've always understood that you should play tennis with people who are better than you are so that it improves your game. Yeah. Um, let's just say that's what I'm doing. Uh, preach. <laughs> Metaphorical tennis with a uh, professional mm -hmm. development. Anyway, um, number one is brought to you by our three federal grant award Woo! winner for one organization. What? Kathy Hatfield, the owner of Hatfield Grant Solutions and Consultation. So Kathy, who got to be really organized to get all that stuff done, um, suggests a planning system hybrid as her favorite tool for making sure she stays on top of all these grants. Because those three grants that were due in June for her were not the only three grants she was working on. I think we all know that. Yeah. But what she does is she pairs a digital calendar and tools like Google Suite, with an analog calendar and planner. And I'm raising my hand. You can't see me. I'm raising both hands. Cause for me, Kathy singing to the choir because your girl here has to do that too. Analog mm -hmm. and digital. Um, 
she she goes on, she went on to share with us that digital and handheld are both fine, but she likes and responds to something that she can hold in her hand. So, you know, it's just how you work. It's how you work. And she's really done some examination on this and it, she finds that it helps her um, limit distractions and focus more. She has a set time for every week where she's planning the next week and monitoring goals, etc. Um, also, apparently, <clears throat> she can geek out a little bit with different color ink on her paper calendar for personal business deadlines, etc. It's the little things that make her happy. So, oh, Kathy, I, that, I am not as advanced with the different the different colors, and, and I have not advanced to stickers yet. But I so admire those who do. Yes. One day, one day I aspire to that level. Well, of and Pikachu. I like her, her idea of setting aside time each week for planning out her next week. Cause I feel like I'm getting to Monday and sometimes I'm flying by the seat of my pants. Cause I'm like, wait, what have I got going on this week? I need, I know I need to do a better job of planning my next week. And so I actually do that every day. And my top 10 thing is coming later, but I just want to say, I see you, Kathy, and I'll raise you by, I got to, I got to do it every, there's like big planning, but then there's day to day moving me through it. And if I spend maybe 15 to 20 minutes, depending on what's coming up, it's at the end of my day, then it sets up um, the next day so that I don't have surprises. Although Surprises will happen, but what I'm saying is that level of planning that Kathy talks about can help keep you going when life throws some unexpectedness at you, as life will do. Awesome. Okay, well, number two on our list is brought to you by Tammy Tilsey. She works for Founded Technology as as the director of Grant Hub, and uh, y'all may have heard of that, nice little tool for grant professionals. Um, and hers is the Grant Professionals Association annual conference. She calls it her Aww. productivity hack because she meets world-class grant professionals to partner and network with throughout the year. So short, nice. sweet, and simple. But I, you know, I I'll be honest, I never thought of the conference as a productivity, as a productivity tool. Hack. Like I always thought of it as a it's professional development. I'm learning. I certainly get energized. Okay, Amanda, can I just stop you right there? Yes. I love you so much. And I think I know and I can say with love and respect that <laughs> that you do not it is not all about learning and networking oh, for you. Okay. True okay. That. okay. True that. Oh, I have a good time too. Let's be clear. Sometimes remember yes. the fire eater at that bar in Denver and that was cool. Yeah. But yeah, but okay, we'll count that as yes. productivity. Yeah. The fire eater was certainly productive. I'm just going to say, you know. eating fire. Anyway, yes, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes. But again, as much as I get out of the conference. Yes, ma'am. I never thought of it as a productivity hack because I never thought about it. But really you do. I mean, heck, that's how I met most of the people that are in this Grant Pro Book Club. That's is how because we of met the conference. each other. It is. And what a productivity hack that was. And I met Kimberly Hayes de Muga. So. Woo! I'm yes. going to give it to Tammy. That is a bright one. And obviously we're going to sing the praises of the Grant Professionals Association because that is where we are members and Kimberly served on the board. I'm finishing mm-hmm. up my last year on the board. Mm-hmm. Clearly we love it. But I think the reality is that could work for any. Like if you belong to the Association of Fundraising Professionals Absolutely. or if you go to the National Grant Management Association Conference or whatever conference you attend in your Ooh. field. Like um, local civic associations, you know, yes. maybe it's a leadership program. Um, 
could be, I, I know people are going to be like, what? But I'm just saying, the, depending on the, the kind of job that you have in the city in which you live, things like the Kiwanis and Rotary oh, yeah. actually be, or even the Junior League do not come at me. I'm not a Junior League member. I was not a member of a sorority. I was in none of those things. But Junior League now, at least in the Atlanta area, is very, very different in the best possible way from where it was so any of these networking things and here i am confirmed introvert telling you about that but it's true you know maybe pick one and work it and um i think that you would get a lot from it and also maybe treat it as a productivity tool i just yeah i do too so um moving on to number three uh, it's brought to you by diane leonard the president and owner of dh leonard consulting and grant writing services and the season five title sponsor from Raising Hey Day. She asked, because, you know, she because she's going to ask the questions. She's going to ask the questions. She asked, instead of a tool, can I put a framework on the list? And we said, no, Diane, it has to be has to be a tool or, or, or we'll never speak to you again. Of course, that's not what we said. We said, yes. We said, yes. So Scrum. And we've talked about Scrum before, and we've interviewed Diane uh, about Scrum, I, I want to say maybe season two or three. But it's a tool, that it's a framework, really, a tool that helps Diane and her team be productive. And boy, are they ever productive. The tool her team uses to Scrum, and that's Scrum like rugby Scrum, if you think about that. Um, lots, of, lots of men like making this sort of amoeba around a, a ball, and, and there's a field, and it's usually mud. If that may that may or may not help you, but um, what they do, the, the online tool that they use to work with their Scrum is called Miro, Miro.com. And it's like an endless whiteboard that helps facilitate team and client conversations and make work visible. And for me, that is the most important thing that you can do, whether you are an employee or a business owner or a subcontractor, make your work visible or whatever work you do. No. make it visible. And then this can also help you brainstorm if you find an online tool that works for you. So Scrum and um, and Miro. And Amanda and I, we do what we call Scrum Light, yes. where we have to, to move the podcast on and some super exciting things that are coming up in 2023 and beyond. We um, have use a version of this um, and have found different, are experimenting with different formats, including Miro and some other ways to help us move it forward. I will say that when we work this plan and framework mm -hmm. and adapt it to our needs, it does work. Just so. Yeah, we get stuff done very timely. Well, and I think it's Scrum as a whole, it, it helps with accountability. It helps with sharing the load. It helps with seeing everything that needs to be done. It's It really... It, I, I still remember the very first time Diane pre presented on this at a conference I was at. And I was just like, first of all, as a grant consultant of one, I was like, yeah, this is a little more much for me. But mm -hmm. the more I hear about it, the more I learn about it, the more I'm like, yeah, there's a, there's a lot. Even if you don't want to adopt all of the scrum things, there's a lot of good nuggets to pull out of there to be able to be more productive. What is it? They say, twice the productivity and half the time. So it's, that's what she says. That's what she says. And they certainly get a lot done. But I would also say that if you are, if you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm a consultant or, Oh my gosh, I'm the only grant writer. And I, I have to raise grant funding for 12 different programs. Nobody's going to do all that. That's okay. You can scrum in the background with yourself. 
You yeah. really can. And if that, if you are motivated by moving things off of a to-do list or checking them off, um, and then you're sort of behind the scenes with it, moving people forward, because mm-hmm. I get it. If you work for a big institution, getting buy-in to a framework may take years, not days or hours, but there are things that you can do for yourself. And um, I recommend just checking it out, seeing if it might be right for you. Yep. So, uh, so number four, this is brought to you by Cecilia Pareto. She is the grant specialist for the University of Louisville. Louisville. So not, not Louisville. No, y'all, come on. Don't even. Louisville. Stop that. Get it right. Um, her tool is called Writer's Diet. You can find it at writersdiet.com. And I played around with this after she sent it to me because I was like, I have never heard of this thing. Have you had you heard of it before, Kimberly? I'd heard of similar programs and but had never used them. So I'm excited to yes. hear see what you found out. So what you do, it's um, it's one of those like some of the features are free, but then if you want more features, you pay for yeah, it. Sure. But what is free is you can put in a section of your proposal. Okay, it has to be at least a hundred words or more for it sure. to actually work. So like I tried one sentence first, and it was like, yes, not enough language. So I was like, oh, okay. So it needs to be at least a hundred words or more. And what it does is it highlights. It does a color coding, highlighting, and points out. Uh, I think it's five different things. Okay, mm-hmm. so. The first one is it points out all the B verbs. Like if I said, writing this really long grant application is brutal. That is, is going to be one of those B verbs. Okay. And it's not bad to have a B verb in your application, but if you've got tons of them, it's not as punchy. Yeah. It's a little lazy. It's, it's, it's not as impactful. That's me in the background whispering lazy. If you're listening to this on headphones, yes. no one's trying to pull a fast one, but so I don't lazy. lazy. Yeah. So, but it points out, it highlights all of those in, in whatever color the B verbs are. Then it also points out the zombie nouns. And I had to go do a little Googling to figure out what the, I've never heard of a zombie noun before. Um, but it's the, the lady who came up with writer's uh, diet, which her name is Helen Sword. Um, she calls, it's what most, all people call it nominal, nominalizations. Sure. You're, you're sort of making a noun out of something that's Yes. You're noun. turning a verb or a clause into a noun or a non-phrase, right? Mm. Um, so an example of this could be, while the statistics and realities surrounding these patients are staggering. So realities is that zombie noun, right? So it's, it's basically when you start adding IES, like she was showing like globalization and different words. Like, like you take a word and you start adding the ization Ization to it. And um, so not horrible, but again, it's very dangerous when you start to use a lot of these, because it can totally take over a sentence or a whole phrase, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, even a paragraph. Um, what's really cool, if you're like, I don't still don't understand what you're talking about, go just Google Helen Sword's zombie nouns video, and she's got a quick five-minute video about them. And she gives some great examples from literature, um, even the Bible. She has some stuff in there. Like she just has, oh, yeah. she uses all kinds of historical books to show 
what you should do versus what you shouldn't do. And um, it's, it's very animated. There's a, there's a lot of skeleton bones walking around showing the zombies. Like it's, well, it's I mean, perfect. You are clicking for, on zombie now. I mean, you know, yes. So but anyway, so that's, that's number two. Then it also finds all your prepositions, the width of in before for those kinds of things. Again, Which, not, they're bad. not bad, but you, maybe there's a simpler way to say or state that sentence. Yes. Is that or if you from? have lots of prepositions in one yeah. sentence, they, that makes it a really long sentence. That it's may not boring. be necessary. Um, then you've got your ad words, your ad words, which are your adjectives and your adverbs. Um, and so again, not horrible, but you got to be careful. Um, if you remember way back in season one, we talked about Stephen King's book on writing. Great, and book. that is one of the things I still remember is Stephen King was like, "Do not use adverbs. Like that's you need to cut those, especially if we're trying to write tight." Those are the things that are easy to cut out because the example Stephen King always gived was the sentence, she yelled loudly. Well, How are you going to yell, y'all? Exactly. You don't need that loudly. That's unnecessary. So She screamed. Depending on where you're from, she hollered. Exactly. You know, she, yeah. yeah. So, and then the last one are the words, is, um, is this, that, and there. Um, so just, they're not very exciting words, right? They just, you know, there may be better ways to say There are many reasons why people suffer hunger in the United States. Yes. I mean, especially if you're writing for tight word counts, you should probably not be using sentences like that. I'm just going to yeah. say. Yeah. And what's funny, this, when I saw that, it kind of took me back in time. <laughs> I was suddenly in Leavenworth High School sitting in my 10th, Grade advanced English class with Miss Gibson at the front lecturing Ooh, that Gibson. every Miss Gibson, anytime in our writings, which we had a lot of writing in that class, if we used the word there, she would take points off of our paper. Like, okay, it could like you say it three times and you ain't getting an A. But also, it oh. um, probably if you use the word ain't, you're not going to get an A. I'm just probably too, probably yes. not, probably. Yeah. Not. But um, <laughs> but I think it's also encouraging specificity. In yes. writing. I think that's what yeah. we're, we're playing. We're being playful with it, but being specific. And if there is a tool that has a free version where you can play around with that and see, and we're not mm -hmm. saying that, that grants have to be written like graphic novels, right? No. You know, we're not asking you to turn your grant to the equivalent of a written TikTok video. Although I think I pay to read that, but um, I think it's more the, 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 the punchier, and the more compelling and um, a judicious use of details that are pertinent and appropriate, the mm -hmm. more interesting it will be to the reviewer because yeah. AI has not taken over the world yet. And there are still people that evaluate grants that may change yeah. in the future, but anything that can yeah. move you ahead and anything Absolutely. that helps you and Ms. Gibson, you know, reach a higher plane of writing is okay. But absolutely. So, but Cece says she loves this. She, um, she often works with faculty who are writing sections of grants and she'll have them run it through it to just be more concise with their writing. Um, so it's to run the test to highlight all those things is absolutely free. Um, if you want to get the action plan that tells you how to fix those problems, um, you can get a 30 day trial for free, but then after that okay. it's a paid service, but yeah, there's sure. also a book, um, about called Writing Diet by Helen Sword. So lots of resources on the website. Um, it's worth checking out. And this is something I'd never heard of before. Same. This particular this particular software, this particular thing. So uh, another great thing that I love about this podcast is I learn with every episode. Absolutely. Every single one. 
Um, so I am learning. Actually, I've already learned because I, I know this already, but I know what number five is. I'm going to share it with you. And uh, number five on our list of favorite productivity tools or frameworks, whatever you'd like to say about that, is brought to you by Jonna Rogers of Jonna Rogers Consulting. I wonder where she came up with that name. I don't know, man. It works for her, though. Wow. It does. <laughs> her favorite productivity tool is... Jojo, a.k.a. the office dog who heads up her HR department. That's HR standing in for healthy resources. And before y'all are like, a dog, allow her to explain. Yes. So like any good department head, Jojo can be both inspiring and aggravating. But on the whole, she makes Jonna's workday run more smoothly. Jonna who works from home. So the dog is there. Jojo makes Jonna stop working every couple of hours, whether Jonna wants to or not. Because, you know, dogs and activity. And that keeps Jonna's head clear for thinking and writing and more. Which, um, while I don't have a dog, I have a timer on my phone. And often I will do that, particularly if it's a really long, complicated grant or a high concept fundraising strategy or training. And I have I find that if I take breaks even to move around and do what I call yoga for super stiff people, which is exactly what you think it is. It's um, <laughs> me doing a down dog. That's more like a down elderly Pekingese, but um, it works, but it clear moving around, clearing your head a little and coming back to a particular, if you're stuck in the end, I think uh, what John is making a very powerful argument that it can make you more productive to take breaks. And she also because she lives way out in the country in a beautiful piece of land. She loves a good hot spot. So then she can work anywhere. So if you don't have a Jojo, set your phone, set your phone, set a timer on your phone and um, maybe take a hot, make your phone a hot spot and go work someplace different. Kind of clear those, kick those cobwebs out and help you on your way. There you go. Awesome. Well, number six is brought to you by Joe Miller, who is the CEO and managing director of J Miller and Associates. You know, we and should not make fun of people naming their businesses after themselves because I would like to respectfully point out that my business is called Hayes de Mugu Consulting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> y'all, we're, we're doing it with love. We're doing Absolutely the same thing. Absolutely love. Because mm. we all do it. Yep. But Joe's productivity tool, hack, whatever you want to call it, is Canva, mm -hmm. uh, which you can find at canva.com. Um, it is a great tool for creating images. It's what, if you follow any social media for fundraising heyday, uh, that is all Canva. Um, and, and you can use it in grant applications, creating graphs, mm -hmm. uh, maps, other graphics, charts, things, all kinds of things like that. Um, the nice thing about Canva, it is free. Uh, now, if you want to get to some of the images that they provide mm -hmm. you will have to pay for it but if you're okay and can find what you need um through their free services you can certainly use it for free um and kimberly and i recently learned um at one of our georgia grant professional association chapter meetings they had um a brilliant woman erin erin goody right mm -hmm. who um is more into marketing and video and digital production. And she gave a quick tutorial on how to build small videos within Canva that you can, you know, if you've got a video recording, you can clip it to what you want. You can add images. You could add the person's name. You could add music under it. You could have your logo at the end. And it's, she showed us in like five minutes. And I mean, 
I can just from watching her do that, I can do it now on Canva. So it really is a very user friendly. I recommend I've played around with it and you can figure it out. Um, but if, if there's somebody else, you know, that is good at Canva, have them spend just an hour with you kind of showing you a few tricks and tips. Um, and again, I'm not saying I'm perfect at it, but the more I do it, the more I figure out how to do yeah, it. You can, better. you can spend an hour with an expert or you can just find a business partner that really loves it and knows how to do all that stuff, <laughs> which is what I did. Which is Let what her do I it. Did. So <sighs> great. To, especially with as more and more funders are some are asking, I have seen, especially on the foundation side, mm-hmm. them wanting to see, you know, if you, they're like, if you want, you can provide a two minute video or you could provide yep. this. And, you know, some of my clients have that already because they do that for other things. But some of them, it's like, we don't have that. Well, you know what? It's amazing what you can record with an iPhone and then with Canvas help can make it look much more professional. Um, so it's just something to think about. And if you were usually much more focused on federal, you know, where they have, obviously they're not, they may not be interested in seeing yep. your videos, but those, those graphics and charts and tables that you could do could go a long way. And particularly if there's limited, if they're limited pages, you know, that yes. you have, you can tell a lot with a really well done infographic. So Absolutely. good all around. So um, number seven, short and sweet. And by sweet, I mean, Google Suite. This is brought to you by Bethany Blanton, founder of and CEO of BMP Consulting. Bethany lives and breathes the Google Suite. Oh yeah, she is. That is what that is her tool of choice, and she is so so good at it. She says without it, she wouldn't get anything done. I doubt that, but I think that her clever use of this sort of focusing on this one technology, this one grouping of um, software has really, and applications has really helped her uh, maintain a high level business, keeps her productive Mm -hmm. and focused and gives her clients a way to access documents and also provides tracking on who's using what and when. So I think for her, it is uh, just been a game changer and that's why she wanted us to know about it and to share it with y'all. Well, and I correct me if I'm wrong, Kimberly, but I think she's gotten to the point too, where if like that's, if a new client comes to her, that's one of her first things. Are you Mm -hmm. willing to use Google suite? Mm Because if they won't, that's kind of some, it's kind of a hard no for her then because she just that's just because that's she what houses she everything and it works for her so well. And yeah. for those of you working for local governments and for certain large scale universities, I understand that sometimes they don't want you to use Google Suite. We are yes. simply sharing um, productivity tips that people come in, and not every tip is going to work for every person. But if you're not working in those kinds of environments, this could be a great thing to try. Yep. So. Very, very true. Well, with that, I'm going to move on to number eight on our list, which is brought to you by Trish Bachman. She is the owner and lead consultant of At The Right Stuff Delaware. And that's right, W-R-I-T-E. Because Of course it is. It's so brilliant. Um, first of all, what has, I just love Trish's enthusiasm. When we sent the email out saying, hey, would you guys be willing to do this? In all caps, Trish writes back, I love this. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you, Trish, for your love and enthusiasm <laughs> of our wacky ideas. Um, and hers is also short and sweet. Hers is phone a friend. Yeah. And honestly, I, that was going to be my idea. So I was like, dang it, also, she stole mine. But I brilliant. would like to expand that to say text a friend, yes. Slack message a friend, 
whatever it is that you Grant do, whatever, Zone a friend. Grant Zone a friend. Yeah, um, LinkedIn AFP a friend. Connection a friend, whatever. Yeah. Yes. Um, but she's right. That's, I mean, that's, heck, that's a hack I use all of the time. Just the other day, I've, I've got a client who needs to get their UEI, their unique entity identifier, for those of you who don't know that lingo, which you need that first, so you can get your registration, then SAM.gov, so you can apply for grants. I have not set up anybody in SAM.gov in years. It has been a long time. And that look, it, it has changed so much since the last time I did it. And so we, like, I'm like walking her through the steps. We got to a point... I cannot tell if we're now at a holding point where we're waiting for Sam.gov to get back to us or if there's something you just can't, I can't tell. And I'm like, I'm a smart person and I can't figure this out. So immediately I went to Grant Zone, which is the online community for the Grant Professionals Association. Literally yesterday afternoon, I typed in what my problem was. I already have five responses that have given me great, brilliant advice for what to do next. And that's, that's in, in 12 hours, I have my answer. Okay. And so, yeah, f- meet and get to know other grant professionals or other fundraising professionals or whatever your niche is, find the people that are doing that and get to know them because most of us are working alone. So who do you go to? Your boss, my city manager knows nothing about this or my clients I'm working with. If it's That's their why first they hired time. you. Yeah. So <laughs> phone a friend is a brilliant bit of advice. If I do say so myself. Yay, Trish. So uh, number nine is brought to you by me. And it's something that I have been working on for my own, in my own personal and professional life. And that is doing the important things first. And that's a real simple thing to say. And it may be like, well, of course, Kimberly, we do the important things first. But do you? Do you really, my friend? Because I thought I was until I was like, hold up, wait a minute. How am I meeting all these grant deadlines, but not doing the other things to grow my business, to grow the podcast? Um, Why is my soul nurturing creative pursuit of writing young adult historical mysteries that are kind of creepy and weird and fun. Why does that always take the back seat while I'm making other people's dreams or work happen? Yeah. So obviously I can't just chunk everything and go live in a cave and, and, and write novels. It also mildewy. That sounds gross. Um, (laughs) And that bear of iniquity and philanthropy might be living in that he cave. Might find so, you. <laughs> yeah, that's not for me. But taking a moment to go, where am I giving my time? Unless you think that I am when I so in doing that, the a, a tool I would offer up to do that is to time track. And no one, I don't know if anyone who really likes time tracking, but I the times in my career and in my personal life when I have used that tool like hardcore tracked my time. It's always enlightening and um, seeing how you actually spend your time. Chances are you might have some time or it might give you insights on how to move time around. So for me, it was the important things are things that need to happen maybe in the morning, right? Cause I'm fresh. I wouldn't say I'm like a super cheery morning person, but that's when my brain is on you know, Mm -hmm. I'm ready to roll. And then in the afternoon, it's maybe more for like meetings, um, um, 
some planning, reviewing, copy editing, those kinds of things. So, and looking at, for example, a big grant that's due, I know, I now I'm thinking when I'm planning out, I'm like, it used to be, I'm just going to do this till it's done. I'm like, mm, are you though? You know, what if you're drafting in the morning and editing in the afternoon or, you know, doing the crafting the program description and then double checking the budget in the afternoon. So it's not like I'm just dead weight in the afternoon, but I'm not coming up. That's usually not when I get my really good ideas. And so taking a moment to say, are there things that you can move around? And I get it if you you may be working in a place where you feel like your time is not your own and it may not be, but if there's a way to look at this, and also this came to, to, to a head because I talked a couple episodes ago about my brief and violent addiction to Tic Tac. Tic Tac, good God. <laughs> Tic Tacs are good Hello, though. there's an ancient Gen Xer trying to talk here. Hello. <laughs> Tic Tac, Lord have mercy. Um, on Tic Tac, my violent addiction there, where I say violent because it's like I lost sleep. I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling like it was my job to do so. Yeah. If I'm going to have insomnia, maybe I should do something like try to rest or write or read instead yeah. of scroll on TikTok. Or if I'm trying to reward myself, um, maybe spending an hour watching a YouTube video that's not that interesting, maybe I'd be better off taking a walk outside or um, opening a window and getting in some fresh air and reading a couple of favorite poems or, you know, doing a quick yoga workout or lifting some weights, anything. All I'm saying is sort of rattling that cage of where you've met, that you've built around yourself with how you get things done mm-hmm. can really lead to some breakthroughs in a good, good way. And I know it, it's happened for me. So I would just say, figure out what your important things are. And that'll, that might take a minute and that's okay. And then do them, but just be mindful. I spend a lot of time each year going to a retreat center and uh, down in sort of South Central Georgia, and I drive more. I drive about three hours to get there, and it's just farmland, right? And beautiful people who live there that, that run this retreat center. But and it suddenly dawned on me that's good for me. It works for me because I need mm-hmm. I need a lot more solitude than maybe a lot of listeners. But then I'm like, but that shouldn't be the only time that I'm being mindful of how I spend my time. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. that makes sense. So mm-hmm. it's like taking that feeling and then looking at my day, getting back to our number one suggestion from Kathy Hatfield about planning and yeah. thinking about it so that you're not blindsided, like Amanda said on Monday morning. You know, what if you spent 15 minutes on Friday kind of going, oh, yeah, oh, big, big yucky meeting on Monday afternoon or, oh, oh, I got to make sure I get that letter of intent out on Tuesday morning. Just those kinds of things to just to take a pause and look at what's coming up because I think it's really easy to get lost in the, sort of a reactionary, this deadline and that deadline, and this and that and this and that, but just yeah. hold up a second and make sure that you're also including the things that are supremely important to you mm-hmm. and do those and, and do those kinds of things first, if you possibly can, or do them when you're, 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 you're at your peak and creative productivity. Yeah. Well, and I, I've always been a, I'm always, obviously I've said before, paper and pen and I've got Mm. my, usually I keep a massive monthly to-do list. Like these are all the big things that like these grants are due, these projects are due, things like that. And I get them all done, but I don't think I've been as good with my time because a lot of times it's the end of the month and I'm scrambling and working extra hours on the nights and weekends to get it all done. And so I just bought recently 
a it's called a perpetual calendar and it's one that like it can stand up on your desk and it doesn't each page is i've got a monday through friday and then there's a weekend column and that's all it is is a column and you write the dates up top so if sure. like say i'm on vacation i'm not wasting a week of you know it's i could just use it when i want to but what is amazing to me is i've been trying to put like the tiny tasks and so I, I start out each day putting what I want to get done that day and then seeing what actually gets done. And I'm already starting to realize things like, oh, Monday is the day I always do laundry in my household. So I'm not going to, I'm going to, I can't do anything real big, right? Because I'm going to have some, every 45 minutes to an hour, I've got an interruption of having to switch out the laundry, right? So already starting to learn like Monday needs to be more bite-sized pieces yeah. of things, right? And even things like, you know, like today I need to call... My son's, you know, had his braces and so we still owe. And so I've got to call the dentist and figure out, you know, how much money do we have left to pay and, you know, how are we going to figure that out? And Life stuff. Yes. And, but those little things, I realized that you think, oh, I'll squeeze that in. Well, that, no. ta- I mean, that could take me 30 minutes and that's so like, I'm trying to do a good job of just all of those little work and personal, just all the things to get a better handle on what I can do during a day, what is reasonable so then I can start planning out my weeks and days better. So it's, you know, it's, it's a constant evolution process, but you're right. You've got but to you're be being, you're being first. thoughtful about it. I guess that's Trying what to. I would say. It's like, yes. you're, it's like um, the same one of the spiritual directors of this retreat center was like, yeah, it's not necessarily, this is what keeps me driving down there, but um, it's not really work life balance that we're looking at here, it's life. Yeah. And there need, you know, and it's just, how can you, cause I used to do like what Amanda was talking about. It's like, Oh, I'll just squeeze in these doctor's appointments and call and go to the body shop. And, blah, blah, blah. and it's like, no, you're going to build them in. They're going to take longer than you think mm-hmm. and account for it. And then that colors what I need to do to meet a grant deadline or help a client through some sort of tricky donor messaging or board chart that they're working yeah. on. But, and it's not to say, I mean, Honoring yourself by by understanding the amount of time that things can take, depending on your work situation, can actually help you maybe have a calmer work environment. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm hoping I'm experimenting with some things and I'm actually working with um, she's a, I would say she's a business coach, but it's sort of beyond like it's. And it's not a life coach. It's somewhere in between like bringing together the things in my life that I want to move forward. How do we bring them all forward together? If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Absolutely. So yeah, the more, if you can take a minute to pay attention to that instead of, yeah, don't be like me and be at three o'clock in the morning doing an infinite scroll through, through TikTok watching buildings argue with each other. I don't really know how to explain that, Amanda, but I fa- do you remember I sent you those TikTok videos? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Funny? Sure. Creative? You bet. Helping me? No. no. <laughs> Not at all. So. Okay. Well, if you've been keeping up, we've made it to number 10. Last but not least is me. Um, I would say kind of my tool, my hack is personal connections and oh, a you little are bit different than phone a friend. Cause I mean, that's obviously a personal connection too, yep. but Figuring out the people that can help you do the things that you're not good at and finding those connections of people you trust, right? So, um, for example, you know, with the podcast or whether you're starting your own consulting business or maybe your your nonprofit needs a new look or something, but, you know, you need a new logo. Like, 
could I figure it out on Canva? Sure. Is it going to take me a lot of time and not be as pretty as I want? Absolutely. So I found I had a, one of my clients uses a lady to do their annual report and she does an amazing job. So as I was emailing her about the annual report, I was like, Hey, totally offline question. Do you happen to do logos? And she does. And now I've, we've used her for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we used her for the Southern regional grant conference to create the logo. Cause she's, she's local. She's very affordable. She's so easy to work with. Um, you know, we, a lot of times, again, especially when you're consulting, you may need headshots for something. And, I happen to have a good friend who is not a professional photographer. It's just a hobby, but she does it for dinner. You know, she'll take our pictures and we'll take her to dinner, right? <laughs> we'll shoot for um, food. <laughs> yes. And when we needed a website, I reached out to the guy I worked with forever in Alpharetta who runs the Alpharetta website. And I'm like, hey, we just need something simple. And, you know, he kindly gave us the friends and family discount and did it. You know, you know, it's, could it be better? Sure. Our website could be way better than it is. Will it be better? Yes. Yes, Uh, But you know, when you're starting out and you don't have $10,000 to spend on something, you know, the, the, but finding these people and, you know, but then it it works both ways, right? Like my photographer friend, she's called me before going, Hey, one of the ladies that works for me has some grant questions. Can you answer them yep. for her? Absolutely, I can do that. Um, heck, that's and even like finding the the company I work for now. I work for them because their vice president of grants reached out to me and says, "Hey, we're you know got more grants than we can handle. I need to hire somebody. Do you know of anybody?" And of course, my response is, "Sure do, me." You know, <laughs> and that 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 would not have fallen into my lap if I hadn't worked on building those connections with Through different that. things. So I just the more and more I realize that my life is as easy as it is because of the people that are in it and the things that they bring that the skills and just experiences that they, they have that I could, I don't have and don't want to have. Right. So you're figuring out what's important to you and you're doing those things first. And when you possibly can, you're outsourcing. Sometimes it's a barter. Sometimes you're paying. I mean, it's Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And even if I am paying full price, you know, it's nice to have somebody that you know and trust. So, you Mm -hmm. know, you're not getting ripped off. Right. And so just, so all those, when you're like, oh, I probably will never need, who knows if you meet somebody that does something cool, keep that friendship because you just never know. Well, I guess I would say that we totally took Trisha's advice and phoned a few friends for this year's top 10 list. I would say we emailed, I would go email, but still the same idea. It's like, we want to do something that we, we need, we want to shake that tree and see what comes out. So we did, we phoned a friend. So we totally did. Yep. I think we're better for it too. Um, Because you know, if it was up to us, we may have mentioned things like morning walks and library visits for the 15th time. I noticed you're, you're listing things that I have done recently. You know, because I remembered those. I couldn't tell you what I put in my list, but I remember yours. I'm on you. Those are good things. Eyes on you. Eyes on you. Those are all fabulous things that I totally agree with. I would have said stickers again. Stickers was on my list one year. Stickers. I do have a pile of them. I kid you not. I know y'all can't see me. This is the pile of stickers I've collected. It's impressive, y'all. I have no more room on my laptop, and I don't need a new laptop yet. So they're just going to sit here until I find a new place to put stickers. So that's how Amanda and I work well together. She is all about stickers. (laughs) Stickers are not my thing. But yet (laughs) we find common ground. 
and we bring our different experiences and opinions and everything to the podcast. And with that, we are concluding our fifth season of the Fundraising Heyday podcast. Can you believe it? Amanda Day Esquire. Yeah, it's honestly, it's hard to believe because yeah, I just would never have thought. I don't know no. why. It was a good idea, but I don't know why. I just thought we do it and we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe 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 my parents will listen and Kimberly's husband and that's our listening crew and Yeah, yeah, my husband's never listened to a single episode. My either i have to give them grief about neither has my husband you know what though, that's not what that's we're okay. doing the podcast for. No, that's what we're, we're, doing for. we're doing it for y'all all for y'all yeah so and who knew that this crazy idea would turn into one of the top 10 favorite things of my life so same and while we're yep. talking about favorite things can we just say how thrilled we are that you are here with us thanks for listening thanks for telling your friends about us thank you for being a part of the fundraising heyday community Your continued support is the reason that we will be back for season six. If you would please march yourself over to Apple Podcasts, if that's how you listen to us, and leave a review, preferably a five-star review, on Apple Podcasts, um, it helps other people find us. It's the single most important thing to do if you would like to support us. It's the single most important thing that you could do to make this happen. Um, yes. If you're listening to us on Spotify, very easy to follow and share the show with your friends. It just helps us all find each other. Thank you again to our season five sponsor, D.H. Leonard Consulting and Grant Writing Services. We so appreciate their support in making grants less stressful. Visit their website at dhleonardconsulting.com to download their latest free resources today. We are so honored you chose to spend time with us today, and we hope you tune in when we kick off Season 6 on January 5th, 2023. Until then, we wish you all the best this holiday season. May your deadline load be light. Yes. Your end of your giving flow as if money really did grow on trees mm-hmm. and your ability to participate in some rest and relaxation activities be the stuff that dreams are made of. The stuff that dreams are made of. Until next year, y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.